there's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Hi, everyone. This is Savvy Psychologist. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and every week I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. Okay, what makes you feel insecure besides trying on swimwear under fluorescent lighting? Well, surprise, the culprit may be your very own mind. There's that old saying, the mind makes a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. And if you're feeling insecure about yourself, your relationship, or your life, the three toxic thinking habits we'll talk about today may be mastering your mind. Now, psychologists call these toxic habits cognitive distortions, which is just a technical way of saying lies we tell ourselves. But they're tricky because on the surface, they seem accurate. And more importantly, they feel accurate. And that's the problem. Cognitive distortions keep us feeling stupid, boring, inadequate, or otherwise insecure. Now, it's really important to note that we all make these thinking mistakes from time to time. It's part of being human. But when we truly start to believe them, or we over-rely on them, that's when we feel as insecure as a Wi-Fi network without a password. All right, so let's get into them. Toxic thinking habit number one is emotional reasoning. So this toxic habit mistakes feelings for reality. If you feel guilty, it must be your fault. If you feel hopeless, there must be no way out. If you feel anxious, something bad is about to happen. But emotional reasoning makes us feel the most insecure when it extends to our relationships, such as, because I feel jealous, it proves you're cheating on me. Or, because I feel vulnerable, we must be about to break up. Then those thoughts spiral and turn into a fight your partner never saw coming. Needless to say, emotional reasoning is particularly frustrating for partners because it's impossible to argue with a gut feeling. All right, toxic thinking habit number two is mind reading. So this toxic habit is exactly what it sounds like, assuming you know what other people are thinking. So your insecurity puts imaginary judgmental thoughts in other people's heads, which you then believe wholeheartedly, which in turn makes you feel more insecure. It's a vicious circle of epic proportions. And mind reading makes you think others are either judging or rejecting you, such as, he didn't text me back, so he must hate me, or my boss wants to see me, so she must be mad, or 
everyone will see I'm sweating and think I'm a freak. On the flip side, you might mind read and assume others are superior to you. She looks like she has it all together. She must be so confident. He got another promotion. He must know exactly what he's doing with his life. He's so hot he makes a dragon want to retire. Uh, okay, not that last one, unless you're mind-reading Bruno Mars. Regardless, no matter how you slice it, mind-reading makes you come up short. Toxic thinking habit number three is personalization. So this is also exactly what it sounds like. The thinking error of personalization makes everything about you. Your spouse is grumpy, so you assume it's something you did. Your boyfriend looked at another girl, so you must not be enough for him. Your friend is grumpy, so you must not be entertaining her adequately. Regardless, whatever dark alley personalization leads you down, it ends at the dead end of self-blame. Doors take us to summers away. Or winter adventures. And afternoon getaways. Your dedicated Fidelity Advisor can help you open those doors by working with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Because doors were meant to be opened. Visit fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimum supply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Okay, with that, let's get into some tips to stop the madness of these three toxic thinking habits. First, half the battle is catching yourself. So try to notice those moments when your mood takes a nosedive or your insecurity flares. You've got one? When you do, ask yourself what was going through your head. What did you say to yourself? And then take the thought you caught and try these three things. Tip number one is put your thought on trial. To stop your own distorted thinking, whether it's emotional reasoning, mind reading, or personalization, put your thought on trial. You need some cold, hard evidence if you're actually going to believe your thought. And remember, your intuition, hunches, gut feelings, and sixth sense don't count as credible witnesses. None of those would hold up in a real court of law. So ask, what's the evidence that she's cheating besides your own jealousy? What's the evidence he hates you, aside from some good old projection? In a serious example, what's the evidence that being abused was your fault, aside from your feelings of guilt? Likely, he'll come up with nothing, which is exactly what you need to deflate your distorted thought. A note, it's really hard to do this when your emotions are running high. So let things diffuse 
before you try to put a Spock-like logical spin on your distorted thinking. Tip number two is act as if you feel confident. The treacherous trio of emotional reasoning, mind reading, and personalization drive equally distorted actions that range from the mildly annoying to the flat-out paranoid. They might drive you to secretly scroll through your significant other's text messages or read their emails. They might drive you to subtly one-up your friends. Oh, you're training for a 5K? Well, let me give you some tips from when I trained for my last 10K. Or they might drive you to humble brag to anyone who will listen. How on earth did I get this great promotion? No clue. And while you may not be able to stop the distorted thought from popping in your head, you can stop the actions that follow. So for example, next time you find your partner's phone on the table when they're in the shower, ask yourself what a confident, self-assured person would do. And then do it. Put down their phone and walk away. Act as if you're secure in your own skin, even if you don't feel it. Act as if, and magically, your security will start to solidify. A client of mine tried this when her boyfriend went to a class reunion where he was sure to bump into several exes. She was tempted to stalk him on social media the whole weekend to see if he posted any pictures with them. So we talked about what she would do if she felt confident instead of insecure. She said if she did, she'd tell him to have an amazing weekend, text him to say hi once in a while, and stay off his social media. So she did. And as the weekend went on, acting more confident gave way to feeling more confident. The take-home, act like you want to feel, and your feelings will catch up. And tip number three is inoculate yourself against insecurity. Insecurity is, fundamentally, doubt about yourself. You have serious questions about your competence, worth, or performance. Now, most insecure people try to deal with this uncertainty by closing the gap. They try really hard to talk themselves up, to make everyone like them, or to perform so well they can never be criticized. But instead of trying to erase the doubts, prepare for them. Inoculate yourself against insecure thoughts by bombarding yourself with realistic expectations. How? Well, choose a neutral phrase, not a self-critical one, but one that tells it like it is, and repeat it over and over to yourself. One classic is, no matter what I do, some people won't like me. Others are, there will always be someone more attractive than me. Or, there will always be someone smarter than me. Tailor your mantra to match your insecurity. Then, repeat it again and again. Time yourself. Keep at it for a good 10 minutes. At first, saying it may make you feel sad or defensive or desperate. But, after repeating it a couple hundred times, it will likely get boring, which is exactly what you want. Face your insecurity, and it ceases to be an insecurity. So next time you're feeling insecure, check yourself for emotional reasoning, mind reading, or personalization. Put your thought on trial, act like you want to feel, and inoculate yourself. You can do it. So back to the aforementioned Bruno Mars. That man has no insecurity in sight. So let's take a cue from all five foot five of him and metaphorically stand next to our own equivalent of a 6'2 Taylor Swift in heels at the 2014 VMAs. You can do it. So jump in the Cadillac and put some miles between you and your insecurity. Thank you so much for making The Savvy Psychologist a part of your life. If you haven't already, check out my book, 
How to Be Yourself, Quiet Your Inner Critic, and Rise Above Social Anxiety. You can pick up a copy wherever you like to get your books. And as always, Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week, and I'll see you here next Friday for a happier, healthier mind. This episode is brought to you by Macmillan, our publisher. This year, Macmillan turned 175 years old. And to celebrate, we brought together Macmillan employees to share their favorite stories of working here. From publishing best-selling books. And I just remember seeing them across the concourse. And I started running up to them. I'm like, you're number one, you're number one. And we all started jumping up and down. To making a difference in the world. Of all the books that I've worked on, I feel like this book more than any other has changed people's lives. And that's an incredible opportunity. To the impact working here has on our own lives. You know, being at Macmillan was kind of a big part of our story to begin with. We officially listed our location on the marriage certificate as the Flatiron Building, and we couldn't find any others that matched in the records. So so we're just going to go ahead and say that we're the first to actually get married in the Flatiron Building. <laughs> <laughs> Macmillan, bringing authors and readers together since 1843. For more stories of our long-standing history in the publishing business, follow us on social at Macmillan USA. That's M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N-U-S-A. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.